If you're a leader or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. I'm Salisa Steele. And I'm Jeff Cobb. And this is the Leading Learning Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to episode 54 of the Leading Learning Podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking with Wayne Skipper, who is one of the key people behind the open source badging project, Badger. Before we do that, though, we want to be sure to thank your membership, which as the executive sponsor of our 2016 Leading Learning Symposium, is also the sponsor of this episode of the Leading Learning Podcast. You can find out more about your membership and its learning solutions at yourmembership.com. So, Salisa, we've talked about uh, credentialing and badging on the show before. It continues to be a very hot topic, and I know that uh, Wayne Skipper, who you had the chance to talk to, is um, really kind of a leading voice in, in the whole uh, open badging movement. Uh, what did you find out in talking with Wayne? Well, as you said, um, because he is behind Badger, this open source project, we've focused most of our conversation around digital badges. I asked him if he thought the buzz around uh, digital badges was warranted, and, and spoiler alert, he does think it's warranted, but mm -hmm. we go into why he he really sees it as as a kind of the next wave of competency-based education. It just seems like sort of a no-brainer, and he talks through kind of some of the implications for the fact that it is open source and talks about what it means to be part of that um, Mozilla Open Badges specification. In general, Wayne is a really smart, sharp guy, very um, deeply immersed in ed tech and in digital badges, so it was a great conversation. Well, I share, as I know you do, his uh, enthusiasm for badging and uh, and for the potential that it represents. I mean, we've thought for quite a while that uh, badging really could be the thing that changes the, the whole landscape of lifelong learning more than anything else. So I'm really interested to hear what Wayne has to say. Let's get on with the interview. I'm Salisa Steele, and this is the Leading Learning Podcast, and today I'm joined by Wayne Skipper. Wayne is the founder and CEO of Concentric Sky, which is a software development firm, and he's a key player behind the open source project Badger. So, Wayne, thank you very much for making time to talk. Thanks for having me. And so first, since I just gave um, you know a, a really brief introduction of you and your work, I want to give you a chance to say a little bit more about, about yourself and your work and, and, and just what, what you do. Okay, thanks, Lisa. So I lead Concentric Sky, which is a company that I founded in 2005 as my own personal consultancy. My background spans hardware and software development both, and I tend to do a lot of work, both hobby and professional, in, in areas that overlap those two. A main interest of mine at the moment is uh, digital badges, and my company, which I've grown to be 70 people in uh, the Eugene, Oregon area, has a focus on ed tech. So we've been working on ed tech, I like to say, since CDs were in the back of textbooks, but of course we still have CDs in the back <laughs> of textbooks. But in general, I mean, we've been doing it since the very beginning. And I think that open badges offer a potential catalyst for transforming the way education is done, not just in our country, but around the world. And I'm a, a huge enthusiast of it, which is partially why we've developed the Badger software and uh, definitely reason for why we've made it open source. Well, great. And actually, you know, it is that focus on digital uh, badges and, and knowing that that's something that you're really interested in and really invested in. That's one of the main reasons I wanted to, to talk with you. And so I, I feel like, though, before we go 
too much further that it would be good to have you define the term uh, digital badge for us or, or whatever your preferred nomenclature is for this phenomenon. Uh, sure. So a digital badge is an online representation of an accomplishment, big or small. They can be used to represent anything from attendance at a conference to the outcome of an accredited program. In general, it's just an open technical standard that is um, a way that we can have uh, these credentials flow from system to system and be more than just a, a digital sticker in a locked online sticker book somewhere. Yeah, well, great. And and so part of the reason I, I sought you out was because I do feel like there's a fair amount of buzz about digital badges these days. And um, I think maybe you've begun to hint at it some, but I'd just love to have you tell us what you think is um, driving the buzz. And it does sound like you think it's warranted, but, but you know, is the, all the buzz about digital badges warranted? Absolutely, it is. Absolutely. You know, as I like to say, uh, credentials are getting smaller. As an employer, I care less about someone's general knowledge of computer science and more about their ability to demonstrate competencies that are relevant to the job that I'm hiring them for. In the past, there was really no easy way to make this kind of mapping, so employers had to rely on whatever was taught in school. But with the growing skills gap between what employers need and what students come out of school prepared to do, not to mention the rapid pace at which technology skills manifest and are needed in the workforce, CBE is becoming more and more important as competency-based education. And there's no better way to represent a competency than a digital badge, an open badge specifically. And so, uh, you know, you mentioned that there you are, you're an employer, you've grown to 70 people. I mean, and so are you finding yourself now as you're looking at uh, people that you're looking to hire, are they coming in with, with digital badges at this point? Or is this more still something that's yet to come? It's pretty nascent. We occasionally have people provide them from uh, some of the major open badge programs like IBM's, for example. Um, but in general, I would say it's, it's still pretty nascent. Uh, what's really lacking is a good set of employer tools for understanding badges, and that's actually something that we're working on as part of the Badger project. Well, then that's a great segue. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about, about what Badger is, and, and especially it sounds like uh, what you're doing with this idea of giving employers tools. That sounds very fascinating. Uh, Badger is an open source project designed to serve as a reference implementation for an open badges system. We show people how to do badging right from the software design, user experience side, but also just from the quality of the code. And we make all of this available for free on our website at badger.io. B-A-D-G-R.io. Uh, because my team at Concentric Sky has been leading projects in ed tech for over 10 years, you know, we can offer organizations more than just a world-class badging system. We can actually help them understand where badging is needed, how to use it, how to integrate it into existing systems, and we can also help them customize it to their needs. So for employers, we can actually do integrations with uh, systems like PeopleSoft and other HR-focused systems uh, and student systems as well to, tr to draw all of the, the badges together and connect them in a way that's meaningful so that you can draw conclusions about them that are more than just the result of what is in an individual badge. So you might receive a badge for a particular competency, and that is useful and has some information included in it. But that badge might be more meaningful when you look at the outcomes of other holders of that badge. Mm. So as an employer, I might be more interested in the, in, rather than just the single competency, what happens to people that have that competency? You know, what is their success in the workforce and where do they go? And that's the sort of uh, work that we're doing with Badger. Oh, that's great. That sounds 
like a, a much needed uh, piece of the puzzle there. And, and I know when you were explaining Badger, you mentioned open badges. So, so will you talk a little bit about what um, open badges, what that specification is, and, and why it matters that, that Badger conforms to that specification? Absolutely. You know, I would say open badges are, is really the technical standard that makes all of this possible. And Mozilla's creation of the open badges standard is what's moved digital badges from the realm of simply being just digital stickers in a book to something that can be moved from system to system. It's a shared language for describing learning accomplishments. And I think it opens up some pretty big possibilities for the future of education. Well, great. And so, uh, you know, in your mind, what's the relationship between credentials, so like digital badges, and, and the learning, you know, and you can talk about the actual relationship in terms of what you see in your work or, or what you think the relationship should be between the digital badge and, and the learning. Sure, sure. So, first of all, you know, I think that badge is an unfortunate name. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I like to tell people is that hypertext transfer protocol doesn't exactly roll off the tongue either, <laughs> but we use it every day. You know, aside from the badge's portability, one of the most important aspects is that they allow us to mix learning from formal and informal contexts to draw new conclusions to help learners. You know, we can actually represent um, you know, badges that come from a professional context. You know, I mentioned attendance at conferences, there's continuing ed. You know, all of these things can actually play on a level playing field where we can algorithmically draw conclusions about those to benefit employers and the learners themselves. You know, I have an example that I like to give in the, the K-12 through space where you can imagine a kid that is, um, you know, fairly technical, um, likes to play video games. I like to play video games when I was a kid, um, who perhaps has some open badges for achievements in a flight simulator game. Maybe the same kid likes to go to air shows and has received some open badges for participation in those. In a traditional learning context, most people would say those are fairly trivial bits of information. But if you realize that the average high school kid gets less than one hour with a guidance counselor in their entire four years in high school, you realize that having this data gives us the opportunity to steer them towards a STEM career uh, early at a time when they're really susceptible, or I should say suggestible, for directions (laughs) like this. You know, We really want to encourage them to align their passions with their employment, which in my mind is really the holy grail of education itself. And so you have these data points which are fall outside of the traditional academic uh, landscape that are actually directly pertinent to the goal of the education itself. And I think you see that across the board with lots of other use cases, uh, not just in K-12, you also see that in higher ed. Well, that's fascinating. I think it's something you mentioned earlier, this idea of, of the informal learning and digital badges being a way that, that can capture that in addition to the the more classroom-based type learning and then that example of, of, of the kid who really is interested in a particular topic and how then it could be used by a counselor. That's great. That makes a, a ton of sense to me. And so I think this question kind of piggybacks off that in the sense of, you know, so what do you see smart organizations doing with digital badges? Uh, we work with a lot of organizations that use badges, not just as a way to represent achievements, but also as a marketing tool. So every time a badge is shared, it's a chance for a new audience to be exposed to an issuer's brand message. 
So understanding the competencies that are to be represented or whatever achievement there is to be represented by a badge. And then also seeing that as something that is a, a token or a currency that travels throughout an ecosystem. And every time it's viewed or used, is a marketing opportunity. And I think organizations are really starting to see the benefit of that, of creating certifications and having those travel throughout their industry as a way to raise awareness about their work. Mm, that's a great a great example, right, of kind of this blending of, of learning and marketing. One of the things we talk a lot about here is how, um, you know, content marketing really can teach uh, learning professionals a lot, too, because there's that whole idea of, of, of you're trying to offer something of value and that's serving a marketing purpose. But it's also then becomes this kind of proof of concept that, that you know what you're talking about, that you can help exactly. them teach. So that's great to see it in the context of the digital badge as well. So, you know, as you're um, looking at what you are seeing organizations do with digital badges, are you seeing some of them focus on measuring impact and, and outcomes and, and the kind of data that can really get to the return on investment um, from either the badge holder standpoint or, you know, the, the standpoint of other stakeholders like employers? Uh, absolutely. You know, I would say that uh, Badger offers a full suite of analytics tools, and we're working on an open standard for learning pathways, which will not allow us, which will allow us to not only measure learning outcomes, but will enable us to make predictions based on those outcomes. You know, as I referred to earlier, you might look at the um, how somebody traverses through a pathway of credentials and look at outcomes for holders of credentials along that pathway. So we're working on a, an open technical standard that will allow that information to be derived. That's very cool. So is, is, that, is the pathway perhaps related to something like stacked credentials or stacked badges, or is it uh, something different? Or that might well, be you what can it's re- you can think of it as stacked credentials, but uh, stacked credentials tend to exist only in a single system. A learning pathway can span multiple learning contexts. So you might have a pathway that begins at a community library somewhere, passes through a K-12 program, and then results in an AA or an AS degree at a local community college. So what we're talking about might be you know, groups of stacked credentials that are linked together into a meaningful pathway. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. And so uh, this might be one aspect of it, but, you know, what's happening now with digital badges that you've, you find really exciting, really interesting? Well, first of all, you know, it's really great to see so many organizations beginning to explore badging. You know, I think that the, the rise of competency-based education and the existence of this open technical standard that is really viable as a way to move these credentials around has created a lot of buzz. It's really good to see people look at it. I'm also excited to see so many different uh, products beginning to import and export these badges. Uh, Like I said, you know, they can move between system to system, which is what I think is really their true power. And I just believe we're in the beginning phases of a sea change in education, which is being catalyzed by these really small micro-credentials. I, I find that super exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, there's seems like we're on the cusp of a lot of things, that there's a lot of potential there. But but what threats or, or hurdles exist in the current environment that, that kind of perhaps haven't allowed us to fully um, take advantage of digital badges? Well, prior to the IMS endorsement of the spec last year, I think there was some question about whether open badges would truly become the lingua franca of credentialing. Uh, That question seems to have been firmly put to bed. So the only real hurdle at this point is helping earners and organizations understand 
that a digital badge is more powerful than just a digital sticker in a digital sticker book. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really a matter of messaging at this point. Yeah, right. So you say it's the only hurdle, but it still seems like a pretty big hurdle that that um, taking the time to sort of build that culture of really understanding and appreciating the digital badge. Although at face value, it seems like an obvious um, a case for the benefit, right? Of course, it's better than just a, a static sticker. Well, you can you can measure them algorithmically. So you can actually derive things about them that you would have to do a huge amount of research for a paper credential to, you know, to do the same type of research. And you also can't put them together into the same system and look at outcomes for them. So I would say, you know, it's a dramatic improvement. I would barely even the same value as a paper credential. So it's, I would say, really off the charts. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. I was just, I think it's that um, the hurdle being still to, to convince and to help people really see that. And it does seem like on, you know, at least uh, at, at first blush, it's it's an easy argument to make because the payoff is so huge, but then the, I guess, all of the logistics of the implementation that go along with it that seem to perhaps take take a while. But Yeah, I think, we, you know, we, we need good tools. And, you know, that's part of the motivation for building Badger and making it open source is so that those tools are out there for people to see and use so they can understand it. You know, one of my initial motivations for creating the system was to remove barriers from people that want to get involved with badging. So you don't have to, you know, pay for a service. You don't have to go, you know, vet this thing or that thing. Instead, you can just look at this and actually get started with it in a a really quick environment. Well, great. And so, you know, you are focused on both kind of the tools, you're focused on the technology, this hardware and software, but you're also clearly passionate about education and and learning. So if we maybe take the focus off um, just digital badges for, for a minute and then just think about the future of learning, you know, and maybe what would you hope or think might change in the next five years? It could be something about digital badges if you want, or it could just be more broadly about, about education and learning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I would say both the skills gap and the student debt crisis in our country are really starting to force institutions to demonstrate the value of their credentials. After all, if someone can get a high-paying job doing something they love with a one-year accredited program, do we really need to put so much focus on college degrees? Don't get me wrong, I'm a firm believer in the value of the traditional liberal arts education, but it has to be worth the huge cost to students that is placed on them in our society. And this is a question that a lot of people, students in particular, are beginning to ask themselves. And I think we'll start to see institutions responding to this. And one of the ways they can do that is to provide more measurable value. And I believe that digital badges are a pathway to that. yeah. Well, great. No, I, I think you're absolutely right to point to that the skills gap and the associated issue of all the debt. Um, so the next to last question that I'll ask you, and this is one that we ask of everyone who comes on the Leading Learning podcast, since we are talking about leading learning, we want to know um, what your approach to your own lifelong learning is. Okay. Well, you know, as I said at the top of the call, my interests are pretty broad. Um, I tend to set aside a couple of hours each week to explore something of interest to me in order to keep a healthy work-life balance. It's just nice to get your head out of your work a little bit and to do something else that's interesting and stimulating. Uh, These days, I focus mainly on topics related to my, my work with hardware when I'm not doing software. And you can see a bit of what I'm up to at lightatplay.net. It's uh, data-driven lighting installations is what I like to do in my spare time. Very cool. So sort of a, it's a visual arts uh, approach. Is that correct? Is it that, is. Yeah. That's excellent. correct, yeah. Visual arts with technology. Excellent. Very interesting. 
And so if listeners want to know more about you and your work, where, where should they look? Uh, well, I tend to be active on LinkedIn, and I post a constant stream of interesting news and tidbits to Twitter. Uh, Concentric Sky is our Twitter handle. Uh, the best place to connect with me in person is probably one of the major education conferences, but I'm also always open to people just reaching out to me directly. You know, I really love this stuff. I enjoy helping organizations get their heads around badging, why it's important, and what they can do with it. I would invite any of your, your listeners that have a question to just reach out to me uh, at badger at concentricsky.com. Well, great. Thanks so much for taking time for this conversation, Wayne. I really appreciate it. Likewise. Thank you, Salisa. So that wraps up our interview with Wayne Skipper. And as we're exiting, we want to be sure to say thanks again to your membership for being the executive sponsor of our Leading Learning Symposium and by extension of this episode of the Leading Learning Podcast. And again, you can find out more about your membership and its learning solutions at yourmembership.com. To get show notes for this episode, just go to leadinglearning.com slash episode 54. And while you're there, you will see various options for subscribing to the podcast. And if you're getting value out of what you hear, we would be truly grateful if you would subscribe. We'd also be truly grateful if you'd take just a minute to give us a rating on iTunes. You can just go to leadinglearning.com slash iTunes. That'll take you right to the, the place where you need to be. And if you leave a review there, it helps others find out about the podcast, know about the quality of it. And, uh, and of course, we like to hear from people who are appreciating what we're doing here. And we hope, too, that you'll consider telling others about the podcast. You can send out a tweet and spread the word that way by going to leadinglearning.com slash share. Or if tweeting isn't your thing, you can pick another social network and uh, spread the good word that way. So thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Leading Learning Podcast. <laughs>